Hello, and welcome to show number 2348 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. When you're completely blind, you can't go out and just, I guess, like visually socialize in the same way. And that's what something I was really, really worried about when I first lost my vision. So the internet is kind of I don't know, taken down that barrier. So I've got, I don't know, blind friends now. And we'll see how today's guest really made that happen. It made lots of friends over the internet. Lucy Edwards is a blind broadcaster, content creator, and disability activist living in the UK. One of her goals is to change how people see blindness. We'll talk with Lucy about what motivated her to start her social media presence how it led to a position with the BBC, and why she says she has her dream job. And as for her level of connectivity, her YouTube channel has over three quarters of a million subscribers and almost 500 million views of her various videos. So she's made lots of connections. But first for our tip of the week, this week's tip is a very practical one from Lucy Edwards. This is possibly a bit more of a trivial tip because <laughs> I I love makeup so, so much. And the first video I ever did was how does a blind girl do her own makeup or blind girl does her own makeup? I named it two things. Um, so basically, I love a few makeup tips that have helped me do my makeup without vision. So the first one is I always use a sponge to apply my foundation um this has really helped because I used to get like loads of streaks on my face when I used a brush and I always used to not understand how to blend it down and I used to go into my sister's room and she was like Luce you're orange and I'd used to be really upset but I'm glad that she was my mirror um but since I used a, a sponge and like tapped it onto my face and you have to put the sponge under uh, before you use it and put the foundation on it you have to put the sponge under water for two minutes just to make sure that it's you know, all completely saturated and then you squeeze out the excess. But yeah, that's really changed the game for me. Um, and I love tape. So how I do my eyeshadow, I use micropore tape, uh, which is just, I get it from Boots, um, which is a drugstore here. And I just place it from the corner of my eye up towards the my eyebrow tail. So almost like uh, just, uh, how would I describe it? Like just like a backslash I guess like just slightly wonky so then I have like I basically draw in the lines <laughs> a tactile way of drawing my eyeliner <laughs> well and for anybody who can't see any of the myriad of photographs on all of these places online where Lucy posts photographs she does a great job thank you <laughs> Honestly, it's taken such a steady hand um, and so many times where I've basically drawn on my nose. But there we go. <laughs> Do your eyes first and then, you, then your face. <laughs> Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Timecrest, an iPhone and Apple Watch fantasy story game that delivers plot twists and deep emotional punches while being 100% accessible with many voiceover-specific features. You can find more information at timecrest.com. That's T-I-M-E-C-R-E-S-T dot com. 
You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Let's start by meeting Lucy. So hello, I'm Lucy Edwards. I'm 27 years old. I live in the United Kingdom with my lovely husband. We just got married a couple of months ago and my two guide dogs, retired guide dog Olga and lovely Miss Molly, my four-year-old, but she's been guiding with me for two years. Yeah. So what do I do? I primarily um, am a broadcaster on the BBC. So I do a lot of travel documentaries about disability uh, and traveling, Japan, Kenya, and also I create content online. Um, So I do a lot of YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all about my disability activism, showing the world what it's like to live with sight loss. And I also have a pre-order link to my new book that's coming out next year called Blind Not Broken. And hopefully we'll see you back next year to interview you about that book. Yeah. (laughs) But in the meantime, you mentioned that you had several guide dogs. What is the state of your vision? Yes. So I am totally blind. So I lost my eyesight in my right eye at age 11 and left eye at age 17 due to two retinal detachments. Um, I have a really rare genetic condition called incontinenty pigmenti. So yeah, I can't see anything at all. So I guess you've had to make some adjustments and hence your advocacy and YouTube channel, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Underwriting pairs the impact of targeted marketing with the integrity of community goodwill. Learn more by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is Lucy Edwards' work to raise awareness of blindness issues and to advocate on behalf of people with all disabilities. Lucy, tell us about your YouTube channel. What does it cover and what is it about? Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel. I started posting back in 2014 and I lost my vision a couple of years earlier. So I wanted to just find a community somewhere that I can just talk about the grief, the loss, the ability and disability, and also find my community. I just... I didn't feel like I was represented in TV or media. So I wanted to have an outlet. And also it was an amazing step up to get into traditional broadcasting and have my portfolio and sizzle reel all online. But I absolutely adore what I do uh, primarily at the minute. It's short form content. So short snappy videos on YouTube shorts and then also on TikTok and Insta, just basically traveling the world, going everywhere from like Disney in Tokyo to, um, you know, just up the road with my guide dog, talking to my followers about how life with sight is. Well, and some of the videos you have up there are just day-to-day things that you do in your normal life. How do you put on makeup? How how do you do anything without vision? Because a lot of people who can see just can't imagine how you do it without that. Yeah, I think it is hard, isn't it? Because until you become disabled yourself, you know nothing about, you know, having a disability. You know, I acquired it and It's about learning on the job. (laughs) It definitely has been for me. Um, So when I felt like I'd done a task and done it 
you know, relatively well, I would kind of celebrate by filming myself doing it and be like, guys, I could do it. Um, that was the first triumph of doing my makeup. That was one of the videos that first went viral. How does a blind girl, um, well, blind girl does her own makeup. So, yeah. And if you're wondering how she does that, her tip from about five minutes earlier in this show describes just that. It sounds like this sort of served a dual purpose in your life. It not only allowed you to deal with the transition to your blindness and learning how to be visually impaired, but it also sounds like it was a stepping stone towards getting your job with the BBC. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was kind of dual pronged, definitely. I I love that it became my sizzle reel and, you know, something I could put on my CV, but I also needed it to understand who I was and who I was becoming. I wanted an outlet. I wanted some people to talk to because I had no one in my life that was going through what I was. Um, you know, I've got a sighted partner, sighted parents, sighted sister. So everyone in my inner circle, you know, didn't know how I was feeling. So I wanted some friends. <laughs> From what I gather, you've got quite a few YouTube friends, many thousands. Yeah. Yeah, I've got so many friends now and so many people in the blind community are the creators as well. And I just, I love all of my commenters. They're amazing. I've always thought of YouTube as sort of a one-way street. Mostly one sits there and listens and on the other end, someone making the YouTube video distributes it. But it sounds like you've actually managed to make some different kinds of connections with a whole audience and range of people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would say YouTube more than any other platform has such friendly commenters some of the other platforms are a bit mean <laughs> if you go viral it's like it's not your traditional audience that would always see you so they're like who is this um but youtube they're so friendly there's people that have been watching me since 2014 they were like i remember when your channel was named yesterday's wishes and not your name lucy edwards and i'll look at you growing and you know there's people that I've spoke to for years just in my comments on YouTube, as well as obviously other creators that I collab with or see in real life. And I don't know, it just opens up a whole world. Like when you're completely blind, you can't go out and just, I guess, like visually socialize in the same way. And that's what's something I was really, really worried about when I first lost my vision. So the internet has kind of, I don't know, taken down that barrier. So I've got, I don't know, blind friends now. Tell us a little bit about your advocacy work. Yes. So predominantly, I work with different charities around the sight loss sector to understand what different technologies and different adaptive tools we can use to basically access the world in a different way. Universal design is something that I really do preach. Um, what makes a product so accessible so everyone can use it not just a completely sighted able-bodied person um i also work with a charity so i work with guide dogs a lot I, I take miss molly with me everywhere so she's been on tv radio you know you always hear miss molly in the background and i've i've ran a, the london marathon for guide dogs and we raised so much money um 
I constantly work for a charity called Speakers for Schools, where I volunteer my time and I do lots of different Zoom calls into schools for with able-bodied and disabled children so they can understand my message, what it means to be disabled. Because, you know, there's not a lot of training within school settings about disability and I really wanted to change that and I don't know if I knew about disability when I was at school I would have seen it as something that was just completely normal not something that I was scared to acquire so I'm really passionate about that and um of course the RNIB um I've got quite a lot of work coming up with them soon the Royal National Institute for the Blind which is one of the main charities here in in the UK um so yeah it's it's all about I guess also working with people like Navalens who are actually a company but they have their app completely free to use and what Navalens is it's a code that um brands can put on their packaging and then you download it as the user Navalens or Navalens Go um onto your iPhone as something completely free as I mentioned and you can actually scan any product that it, that's got it on the packaging. It's just printed on the front there. And you can understand what the ingredients are, how to use it. So NaviLens was originally created to help people with indoor navigation and even outdoor navigation. And we've done a couple of episodes about them. And I think it's one of the more clever navigation systems that's been developed. It's at Euston Station in London as well, and it updates all very seamlessly with the train times. So I'm just constantly impressed by it. <laughs> the first YouTube video of yours that I saw was you demonstrating the Be My Eyes app when it was still in beta, and you walked through a gym to find your treadmill or a particular machine you wanted to use, and that was pretty cool. Are you still making use of that app? I am. I adore Be My Eyes. I'm actually an ambassador for them so I do a lot of work with the company on how to make Be My Eyes better with just internally with the AI and also with the specialized help tab and the different brands on there um what's really amazing about Be My Eyes is that you can just basically throw the AI into any different scenario and it just learns every single day um with what you tell it, it that also really freaked me out when I first scanned things because I was like how do you know what is in my fridge AI this is so creepy um but it also then sped me up so you know when I'm doing my washing and I'm trying to tell whether I've got you know blue clothes or white clothes and I don't want them to go in the wash together it's really cool for that too it is amazing the detailed descriptions that Be My Eyes can give of pictures that you take and the follow-up questions you can ask. It is shockingly interesting. Yeah, in fact, I never used the cited volunteer in the Be My Eyes app. There's just a little bit of a hurdle to get over talking to a real human. You don't want to bother them, et cetera. They're, you, know, you feel like they're in your house, but interacting with the AI is, uh, I've done that a lot. Yeah, I get it. It's like I before when I, now I'm a bit like shameless about it. I don't care if they see my messy, I don't know, <laughs> closet or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think before I used to always think, oh, I need to tidy before I put my video on. And now AI is kind of taken over. <laughs> 
I used to stitch little braille tags in the underside of the collar of all of Pete's shirts and on the back of his neckties, and you could tell this was a long time ago. But then we retired, and everything matches blue jeans, so we've dispensed with the little braille tags. Fair play. (laughs) We'll be speaking with the founder and lead of Be My Eyes next week if you want to hear more about that. It sounds like you've adjusted to losing your eyesight pretty well. I mean, you sound pretty happy. You're involved in lots of advocacy work, getting out the message, working at the BBC, and you keep very busy. How does all that work? Yeah, I... Oh, I don't know. You tell me, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I'm super busy. Um, I own my own company and I employ my family and I'm so, so happy to do what I do because of social media and being a presenter. It's my dream job and I don't know. I just I just count my lucky stars every day. Like I, I think about my why. I always do. Like, what would little Lucy's want to see, want to hear, like, how can I be a role model for other people? Because I remember how ill I felt. And, you know, I had a mental breakdown when I first lost my vision, you know, when I was 17 um, to about 19, I was in a really dark place to try and understand who I was. Um, I managed to get through my A-levels, but I actually uh, got A-star BB in them, which is like my further education after school I don't know what you guys call it but basically around the time that I was going to uni I actually got into law school with those grades um, and I dropped out of law school and I'm not afraid to say that I think it was a really like positive thing for me to do although at the time it felt really negative and it was just something that you know I felt too ill to try and learn at that time and then you know it kind of put me on the path of who actually am I and what do I actually want to do? So that's when I applied for the BBC and the rest is history really. But I think, yeah, people often don't talk about the low points and it's so important. I think I always talk about like micro failures, you know, people see, you know, Lucy Edwards travel show presenter on the BBC, but they don't see how many commissions that I've actually sent that have had no's or, you know, the different discrimination I faced trying to get into buildings with my guide dog. But, you know, you just got to keep swimming, as Dory on Finding Nemo says. (laughs) That's an interesting point. We often see people after their successes and you say, wow, this person did really well. They overcame challenges, but you don't really realize the struggle they might have gone through or the kind of barriers they had to overcome and the darker points and the failures. We learned from our failures, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I always say that there's probably 10 no's and one yes. <laughs> and it's how you get up from those micro failures every single day. You know, I wake up and possibly, you know, I have to delegate a task that I had on my to-do list to someone sighted or able-bodied in my company because suddenly the social media app has decided to update and the alt text, image descriptions or buttons are in the different place and they say button, button, button at me. And then I'm like, oh, you know, and I used to be like, oh, and then that would, you know, knock me down for a good few hours. And I just think, why me? Um, And now because that's happened so many times, I have become more resilient to it. But I just want to say to anyone just first losing their eyesight, you know, you will have that mental struggle first. And I think, yeah, unfortunately, it's something that still happens and we still have to deal with it. But it has made me a stronger person. And I love my blindness for that. 
And I'm guessing the book that you plan on publishing next year will cover some of this and how you went through all this transition. Yes, everything. I always used to go, you know, tell myself that blindness was a burden and all of these different negative words to do with my disability. I I just thought, oh, there's such a cloud over me right now. And the reason that it's called Blind Not Broken is because finally I believed in the social model of disability where the world around me needs to be the thing that it needs to be fixed, not me. You know, I really was entrenched in that medical model. I thought I needed to be fixed. I thought I was the wrong thing. And my mental health was struggling because of it. And, you know, in my book, you can pre-order it now, but I thought it was really important for my now husband to have a say in that book to really just tell people like what it's like to be 16 and 17 years old having a sighted girlfriend and then you know two months into our relationship he stuck by me and you know we you know we went blind together again I don't mean that to be offensive at all because Ollie is a completely sighted person but he definitely emotionally went through that journey with me we learned braille together he can sight read it um you know my sister she's only 15 months younger than me and I just you know she has accounts in there I asked her loads of things same with my mom and dad they all have chapters and I think it's really important people don't um it's like for the the people who are really really close to that person and it's about grief and loss and the tagline of the book is turning grief and loss into happiness because it's not just for you know people who have lost their vision this book it's for people who have been beside people that are grieving but well, I thought your other comment about you and your husband going through blindness together was really appropriate because you really do face those things together. It changes everybody's lives and everybody has to accommodate. I always worry actually when I say that. So I'm like, I really don't want to offend someone who has lost their vision because Ollie really hasn't. But I, I agree with you, you know, Ollie grew up instantly with me the day that I lost my vision. And, you know, he saw the person he loved the most in the darkest of times. And I think that does change you, whether you like it or not. And we grew up very, very quickly and we grew together and some people grow apart and that's okay, you know. But I think it's really important to just, you know, make a distinction that Ollie does live in a blind world with me you know he he automatically does things like you know audio describe the telly to his mom his mom is completely sighted but if he's not with me like his brain is automatically doing things i can relate to that i sometimes find myself audio describing in my head even if i'm the only one seeing it if there's no one else in the room yeah wow really you know, I'm just so used to doing that for Pete. Yeah. It's like, how would I describe this to Pete? Yeah. It's it's so innate, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it just comes naturally. It's not like, you know, it's a chore. It's just part yeah. of life. That's what Ollie says to me. I think he's just proved to me that he always says blindness is a gift. And I don't know, it gives me confidence, I think. It can yeah. be. There are positive and negative aspects of everyone's life and how they live it and abilities and skills, right? I mean, I've noticed yeah. positive aspects of being blind also, but, mm -hmm. you know, you take the good and the bad, right? 
definitely. Well, I am looking forward to reading this book. This sounds really good. Thank you. I'm really excited for everyone to see it. And if you pre-order it, you get me higher in the charts. So that would be amazing. (laughs) Just being blunt about it. (laughs) Yeah. And here's one example of one of Lucy's short videos. And like the others, it is not only short and to the point, but very genuine and heartfelt. I'm going to bedazzle my cane for my wedding. We bought some gems online. We'll see how this goes. My lovely sister is helping me. So we found these sticky back sheets of rhinestones online. Initially, we thought we were going to have to glue every individual rhinestone on the cane. And Alice, bless her, was willing to do that. But this took a lot less time. What do you guys think? It is beautiful. It's just glowing in the sun. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Lucy Edwards' social media presence, her advocacy work, her upcoming book, and how to contact her. Well, Lucy, if people want to find your YouTube channel to listen to some of your exciting episodes, where would they do that? Yes. So I am on youtube.com slash Lucy Edwards. I'm actually going to, well, about to host a podcast with Ollie all about interabled relationships. Um, So that's coming soon. And also you can find me on TikTok at Lucy Edwards as well on TikTok and Instagram at Lucy Edwards official. So yeah, new content always. So your name is pretty straightforward, but can you spell at Lucy Edwards? Of course. So it's at L-U-C-Y-E-D-W-A-R-D-S. And then Instagram, it's at L-U-C-Y-E-D-W-A-R-D-S-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And you have a website as well, right? I do. It's L-U-C-Y-E-D-W-A-R-D-S dot com, C-O-M dot C-O-M. And you're expecting your book to come out sometime in the first quarter of next year or so? Yes. So March next year, middle of March. Um, but it's on Amazon right now in every territory. So if you just type in blind, not broken, that's B-L-I-N-D space N-O-T space B-R-O-K-E-N into Amazon, then you'll find it. And hopefully we can be talking to you about the book before it comes out after we have read it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay. That'd be really cool, guys. <laughs> and of course, if you missed any of that information in the audio, you can always find it in the show notes with this episode, which is 2348 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you enjoy Eyes on Success, hey, be sure to share it with a friend. Or you can join our weekly announcements only list if you want to know about upcoming shows by sending an email to Eyes on Success plus subscribe at googlegroups.com. We also have a discussion forum if you want to connect with other listeners, and you can join that by sending an email to eos underscore discuss plus subscribe at googlegroups.com. And we hope to see you there on some of those forums.
That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about beyond human eyesight, AI and visual assistance. The Be My Eyes app now offers users their choice of whether to work with a sighted volunteer, an AI bot, or specific people in their own group of friends and family. We'll talk with founder and CEO Hans-Jürgen Feiberg about the various options, as well as about recent privacy issues around facial description and recognition. The popular Be My Eyes app just keeps adding more and more new and exciting features. So if you want to hear more about that, join us next week for that episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.